0: I walked into my wife one day and I just said to her like, I'm gonna bike every single one of these Monroe's. And that was it. The idea was born. What'd she say? (laughs) Let me know when you're done.
1: This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we talk to athletes, adventurers, and business owners from around the world of Adventure Sports. Whether you're climbing Mount Everest, starting a bike shop, or getting up off your couch to take your kids hiking for the first time we want you to have the motivation and inspiration you need to chase that next adventure the adventure sports podcast is brought to you by camp crate the leaders in fully planned self-guided backpacking adventures as well as backpacking gear rental you can check them out at campcrate.net Happy Friday everybody. Today we have Life Outside the Box episodes. Those are every Friday. By the way, we feature somebody who's living life a little bit differently than than most of us and uh, they give us tips and give us insight on how to do it ourselves if that's what we want. So today's episode features Sean Green. He lives in Scotland. He uh, works construction, um, has some kids and is married and you know by all means totally normal life but (laughs) he's got this crazy project on the side he's climbing 282 mountains in scotland called the monroes and he is biking he's climbing up all of them carrying the bike biking if he can and then just bombing down the trail on the other side and and biking down them all on his mountain bike and it is he, he gets some incredible footage, just stunning pictures, and it's something he squeezes in on his weekends and on his days off. He drives his uh, increasingly known black pickup truck that has uh, like shark teeth painted on the side, uh, like one of those World War II planes, and it's uh, just a cool setup, cool truck, awesome bike. Sean is really cool himself. And, you know, it, it, he's just a dad wanting to do something cool with his time. And he'll be the second person to have ever done this once he completes it. And he's getting close to halfway. And I apologize. I didn't know much about his trip before we did the interview. Um, you know, we, we try to do as much research on every person we can before each interview. But sometimes we just, you know, between working other jobs and, and the amount of interviews we get, you know, I don't always get the details right, so I apologize for that up front, um, but Sean's story is one of, you know, if you've got an idea out there, he, I mean, he's going to share a lot of insight and a lot of inspiration um, for why he got out there and why he continues to do what he's doing, even when it gets tough and, you know, you you, you go and plan to do a big, you know, loop of some, some mountains and the weather turns on you, so you've driven four hours from home for nothing, you know, it can get discouraging. But Sean's going to share some insight on um, when you just get started with something, you have no idea the amount of people that might get involved or who gets involved or why. And so, if you haven't done an adventure or a big goal like this, uh, that most people would see as pretty challenging, one of the unforeseen benefits and plus sides, and probably one of my most exciting aspects of doing adventure is. The people that get involved it's the 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 following and the story that develops around a goal whether that's biking across country or you know hiking a through hike or anything and in this case something that's totally unique something that only one other person has ever done and it's so much fun to see who gets in touch with you and who says wow this has helped me get out there and this is uh it's like almost a culture forms around the experience, and it it, be, it becomes a, an incredibly beneficial aspect of adventure. And it's a lot of fun. It's really motivating, and it's very inspiring um, for the person doing the adventure to keep going. And uh, yeah, if you you at all connect with Sean, you want to help him out. There's all his links are in the show notes, and we want to make sure he uh, he is able to complete this because it would be just. Absolutely awesome if he was able to get through the rest of this. He's got about um, about 60, 60% of the mountains left, but the 35-40% he's done so far. He's done more since we uh, did the interview. Man, what an adventure it's been so far, and I can't imagine it's going to be another done a third of it. He's got another two thirds to go. How cool, how many, oh, just how many more experiences, how many more people you're going to come across, how many more beautiful landscapes and scenery and, and and experiences that you just wouldn't trade for millions of dollars that he's going to see is, is pretty fantastic. Also, if, if you want to plan something yourself, if you got something going on in 2019, please, please, please apply To our adventure grant. We are giving away $1,000 to somebody planning an adventure. Uh, The link's in the show notes. It's funded by Athletic Brewing. They are one of our sponsors and they make non-alcoholic craft beer. Really good stuff. Um, I enjoy it because I have a little bit of an allergic reaction to um, certain types of beers and I've never had that reaction to uh, any of this NA and it helps me not get Terribly sick from just a beer or two. If if I've, my body's never had it before, so great stuff. And we are incredibly appreciative of them funding the first ever adventure sports podcast adventure grant. The show is also brought to us by Aftershocks. They are headphones that don't go into your ears; they rest up against your head to keep your ears free. Incredibly safe way to make sure you can still listen to this show. And not have to worry about not hearing a car behind you or someone coming up on you on the sidewalk or something. Very safe way to still do your sport and still listen to something entertaining while you do. All right, let's get into this thing. Your name is Sean Green, and you are biking up all of the Monroes in Scotland?
0: Yeah, well, it's it's more about the bike in them. Um there's there's maybe only about four or five of them that you could actually ride to the top um and and i've you know i've, I've done that where i can but you know i tend to try and save my energy for for the descent yeah
1: wow so, so you carry the bike to the top and then ride down
0: yeah yeah that's that's pretty much how it goes yeah
1: wow and so are you taking the uh the main trails down or are you trying to you kind of do your own trail
0: um, well, the, you know, the beauty of it is, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll spend a lot of the time studying OS maps um, and also other people's walk reports. Um, because these aren't, you know, manufactured trails for bikes, you know, there's a lot of it that isn't rideable. Um, so by studying the maps, you know, I could sort of find the best gradients and other possible routes. And also when I'm up there, as long as, you know, my navigation's on point, I can I'm you know, it's just sorta of, I'm free to explore. Uh, you know, I could play in different sections and yeah, just sort of find the best way down. You know, the most fun I can have while I'm up there.
1: Holy cow. So I, I pronounce it Monroe. How do you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Monroe. Munro Monroe. Named named after Sir Hugh Munro. Um he uh he sort of listed them all and, and put the the Monroe table together. Yeah, there's there's two hundred and eighty two.
1: Gosh! And how many have you done?
0: I've done a hundred and four so far.
1: Wow! And how long has that taken you?
0: And um, well, like I say, you know, it's been sort of on and off. You know, this isn't a, a full time thing for me, so you know, I've juggled it between. Since I started this, you know, I, I work in the construction industry, so and I'm self employed. So a lot of my, you know, works from pillar to post. So I've had maybe phew, ten or twelve jobs in the time that I've started doing this. Uh, all over the country, I've my truck's been off the road for maybe four or five months of that time, you know, I've had a kid, we've had other family commitments, um, so probably a little over two years, Um, but in actual solid days of riding, you know, I've maybe done 60, 65 days of riding, so...
1: Yeah, I man. So, so when you go out, do you already know what you're going to do? Like, you have a set, maybe four or five you try to do, or is it just one at a time?
0: Um, well, that's it. You know, the beauty of them is some of them are you can do. Was it the most? I think you could do in a day. I think is twelve, um, or maybe it's eleven, and that's in in Sky, but it's, You know, that's the the cooling ridge traverse is. You know, that it's the most difficult set of mountains in the UK. Um, you know, and it's sort of known all over the world. And I'll be doing that over the course of five days. Um, but the most I've done in a day is seven. Um, I've done I've done a few sevens, um, where you can you know you can link them together. There's some pretty low belichs, um but you know if you're lucky, you could only you know drop down two or three hundred meters before you start climbing again and then you're on, you know, towards the next summit. And then there's other ones that are, you know, 15 miles from any sort of civilization, even the nearest road, and they're just simple out-and-backs. So it's a, it's a pretty even split, you know. For the most part, you could probably get, say, say, two would be your general. For 80% of your days out, you could probably bag two Munros at a time.
1: Do you have all your future trips planned out, or are you just kind of somewhat...
0: Yeah, I sort of plan it week on week. Um, I have, with the, with the bigger days out, I have obviously a bit of a plan in place. Uh, me and my uh, the photographer I work with, Andy Cole, that I think uh, reached out to you. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we we plan some big trips together, like we're doing you know, the Cooling the Ridge this summer uh, over five days. So, you know, that's in the books. And we'll sort of plan one for each uh season where me and Andy will work together so we'll try to make that a pretty special one, you know, if it's a more remote or, you know, just majestic looking Monroe, Um you know, we'll plan them together but week on week I'll just sort of, I'll keep an eye on the weather um, but I'll also try and vary my edits and blogs so I don't want two weeks, you know to be riding pretty much in the same glen because there's not much uh, you know variation for my followers
1: Mm, I see
0: I see sorry but between the weather and and mixing things up a little bit as well another issue that I often face is just the logistics Uh, when I started doing it I was doing sort of everything as, as close to my house as I could and as as the project went on I sort of came to the the realization that this would be a nightmare logistically if I keep doing this where you know the rest of the Monroe's that I need to do for you know the last 180 are all going to be over a four-hour drive in each direction. So now <laughs> I try now now I try and make it a bit more sporadic so that I don't need to. You know, some some weeks I could be back at home uh, sort of late afternoon, and then the next week, you know, it's a it's a whole weekend required just to to grab one Monroe. So it's yeah, just gotta keep you know mixing it up and slight planning ahead yeah.
1: That's a really cool idea. How did you get the idea to do it in the first place?
0: Um, to be honest, it was I was doing a lot of trail building at the time um, at one of my local spots, and you know, a lot of the the riding in this country, especially you know, the man made stuff, is in like forests and woodlands, just so the trails are protected by you know from the rain and stuff and and the wind. You know, we don't have that many places where you know we're Able to ride out in you know on open mountains and I crave that you know I crave big descents, long descents, going fast and you know just getting a bit loose. And there was one day I was I was trail building and I, I looked up to the the other side of the glen and uh, that's where sort of the bigger mountains start to appear. And I just thought you know what I'm going to head out there and I did. I had a, a great day and I, I'd happened to decided to take in two Monroes at the time and off the back of that I had, had like a 20 minute descent and it was just I was smiling from ear to ear so I went home with that fresh in my mind I started looking up some more like easy to do ones and they were quite close um I, I went and done them and I thought oh like I'm on a, like an untapped source here you know like you know why is nobody else doing this and uh I bought a Monroe map to see sort of again logistically where everything was and I walked into my wife one day and I just said to her like I'm gonna bike every single one of these Monroes and that was it. The idea was born.
1: What'd she say?
0: <laughs> Let me know when you're done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she supported it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she she supports me a hundred percent, you know, like I'm I'm really, really fortunate. You know, obviously, this this project brings its own troubles. Um, just I, with general general family stuff, you know, like if I've got a big weekend planned and, you know, there's maybe an occasion or event or something on or, you know, if we're just missing each other or the, or the kids are missing me, you know, all all ha- has its own issues. But, you know, she's been amazing. She works her work around it wherever she can. She... You know, gives me a bit of free rein at times, and you know, obviously I'm I'm away, having, having the time of my life, summiting these mountains, and you know, having, having the best descents of my life, and you know, sometimes she's just had a really tough week at work, and then she has to have a really tough weekend at home without me, so you know, she she's an absolute saint.
1: Sounds like life, man. Yeah, you know, and I I, I just I love I love 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 hearing from people that don't have like a trust fund or a million dollars to just do whatever they want they're they're making it happen with normal life you know that's my yeah. dad was a worker he he worked construction he painted and we still had adventures every 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 other weekend or so you know we'd do something fun and i don't know we, we weren't privileged at all with it so i appreciate that
0: yeah yeah it's you know just living life you know you just gotta make the most of what you can
1: Never been to Skyland, never seen the Monroes. I'm looking through your Instagram, man, it's it's just gorgeous. It looks awesome. And are are they are they busy? Or are you out there alone on the bike?
0: Um some some Monroe's it could be uh you know some of some of the easier to, to reach ones, you know, that are within an hour and a half of say Glasgow, uh Scotland's biggest city. You know, there's there's one there. Ben Lomond. Um, I say, it's within like an hour and a half's drive from from Glasgow, and at the summit of there, on a fine day, it could be like walking into Starbucks, and uh, <laughs> that that just doesn't do anything for me at all. Jeez, um, yeah. You know, it, it sort of takes like I mountains are my escape. You know, like if if daily life's getting me down, or you know something's playing on my mind, like like I I just want to. You know, elope into the mountains. You know that you know it's my it's just my happy place and where where all my problems fade away. So I like to be you know I like to be out in the mo out in the wild. And as I've what I've found as I get further through this project that once you get into certain numbers, um, like say over a hundred, like I am, or even like over fifty or sixty. You start to find more remote and less visited Monroe's, Um and they're they're real hidden gems. You know, it's it, yeah, it's it's just uh, it's a wonderful thing. Um, it really is, and it's all on my doorstep. So
1: wow. So so as you get close to halfway, ha- what has the experience been like for you versus what you thought it was going to be when you first started out?
0: And um, so far, to be honest, it's taken it's taken like. When I very, very, very first had the idea, I'd sort of planned to have finished it by now or at least be nearing the end. Um, But it's just sort of everything's worked out in a way that, like it's meant to have happened, Um, I've picked up some amazing um, sponsors for the project and, you know, like they're supporting me with KET and, you know, it really, really makes like the best of the situation and you know the longer it goes on, although I had a timeline in my head, you know, it works out better for everybody. You know, I'm still able to build a a sort of name and future for myself in the mountain bike industry through doing this. And my sponsors are getting more and more exposure. And obviously the further it goes on, the more my name gets about and the more publications get involved and you know you know i've got another my second magazine feature uh is is coming out this month you know and if if i'd finished all this by now you know none of this would be happening i wouldn't have been maybe maybe i wouldn't have been speaking to you and you know it, it's all just sort of coming to fruition in, in the way i feel like it should have
1: you know man it might be a blessing that it takes longer like you said because people get to you get to grow the community cuz yeah you're right if you did it all at once it'd be hard to build it up as you go cuz man it seems like you just keep growing you got like a brand now almost
0: yeah 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 exactly you know and, and that that's what i'm hoping to do off the back of it and you know when people see that i'll do this and i'll only be the second person in the world to have ever done this um only after a man named Paul Tattersall who um who actually had done it in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, but he was obviously, he was mainly using his bike for access and egress. Um, but he still is the only man in the world who's taken his bike to the, the summit of every one of these mountains. But the, the advantage I have over him is that, you know, my bike's far more capable than what his was. And, and with that, you know, humans advance as well in my riding ability you know, is, will be greater than what his was. I've also got the privilege of the internet, you know, where I can write blogs about it. And, you know, I I create an edit for sort of each of my days out so people can live vicariously through me. You know, these, these are all little things that, you know, he didn't have the privilege of. So, you know, I'm just, yeah, I just feel blessed with it.
1: I know there's a lot, a lot of people can say, there's a lot about social media I hate, but I will say, when I'm down or like, I don't know if I'm bored or something and I just need to pick me up, man, I'll scroll through all my old pictures on Instagram from all my past trips. And it's like instant. I'm instantly gratified again of, of all the things I've accomplished, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You you got like hours of videos of descends and pictures, and you'll just be able to scroll through all that and say, man, look at all this. Look at all that I did. This is crazy on the weekends between, between working construction jobs. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know, it's, and uh, off the back of it as well, you know, and it's, it's probably a long way off yet, and, you know, there'll be other things that get in the way and other projects, but, you know, I'd, I'd like to write, write a book of my experience, you know, that, that's a big goal that, that I've had, and, you know, I just feel like, well, you know, it'll just, it'll be a diary, you know, my, uh, my project is Grizzly Monroe Diaries, and I suppose that'll be the full diary in print, so. Yeah, I feel like the project's just got so much more to give.
1: Athletic Brewing is pioneering non alcoholic craft beer. Yeah, I said non-alcoholic craft beer. And there's a number of reasons you might want to do that. Whether you're training for an event, which a lot of our listeners are, or, you know, if, you, if you're if you babysitting and don't want to be drunk in case something happens. I mean, stuff happens. But you still want to sit down and enjoy the game and have a beer. This is an incredible option for a full-flavored, full-bodied beer. Each can is only 50 to 70 calories. With IPA, golden ales, stouts, and tons of seasonal offerings, athletic brewing is a great option if you want that craft brewery taste uh, but not deal with the effects of alcohol itself uh, if you'd like to save 15 percent on your first order go to athleticbrewing.com and use the code adventure at checkout absolutely and you know what you have that foundation now to when you publish something like that you'll be able to push it to all these outlets and connections and sponsors you've made um so yeah, so what's yeah. some of the interesting stories that have happened out there anything just super memorable
0: yeah yeah there's there's been some some crazy memories you know one of my favorites and you know it's, it's probably been my favorite day to date uh it was actually it was the first time i'd met andy again uh thanks to social media you know I've, I believe I've now made a, a friend for life through Andy the photographer Um, we we met through social media and we arranged that we'd do a trip together and he met me in uh, in Glencoe for a weekend and we had maybe six or seven Monroes planned out and on the Friday night we got there pretty early and it was it was a super hot day and we decided oh'll we'll, we'll try and get a couple of Monroes tonight so we set off and you know, Andy wasn't exactly mountain fit at the time. You know, I think he'd he'd been doing a lot of local riding, but you know, nothing of of this magnitude. And so I'd ended up leaving him a wee bit further down. And I said, look, Andy, I'm gonna push on for the summit before sunset. And uh, I reached uh, the summit of of Binney and Moor in uh, in the Memores, uh, which is sort of just lies between Glencoe and Fort William. And uh, I just watched the sunset over ben Nevis at half 10 at night in complete silence the most the most beautiful sunset i've ever seen i could see for miles you know i, I could probably see 50 60 miles in every direction it was simply stunning
1: wow. and off
0: the back of that you know the, the sun went down and i thought you know well i'm going to have to get down this mountain now and it was one of those days i just i had the best ride of my life you know, everything fell into place. I hit every turn as I want to. You know, I got every pedal stroke in. You know, everything just felt great. I got down to the bottom that day and I felt nothing but euphoria. It was it was simply, it was jaw-dropping. Um, you know, and, and there's there's been a couple like that. And you know, I take great pleasure in in my own company. And I feel like that's an important trait to have, especially in this project, um, that. You know, I, I don't need to share these moments with people to appreciate how good they are. You know, I could, I could just be sitting in, in my living room one night and it'll just come back to my head and I'll just sit there smiling and, you know, my wife will be like, like, what are you thinking about like, oh, that? You know, just that, that one night last summer. And oh, it's just, there's so many good stories that have come off like that. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just a crazy project and a crazy experience.
1: That's awesome. You know, it it doesn't have to be, I don't know. It's like you you have to be there because we we talked I talked to this guy earlier today. He's been walking around the world for five years and he said his favorite memory was being in the desert. He would lay his tarp out and just lay on the tarp in the sand and look at the stars. And I said, in like, in five years, that was your best memory, huh? And he said, you just had to be there, man. It's, It's hard to describe how everything just came together in that moment to be probably close to close to as close to perfect as it gets. And that sounds like it's what, what it's been for you too.
0: You know, and I, I believe that, you know, perfect, it's a funny old word, but I feel like it's all about, you know, perfect is a very personal thing. You know, hmm. not everything has to line up in, in everybody's sort of perfect way. But for you in that moment, in that place, just that that sheer that, just that solitude, and it was just yeah there, there's no other way to describe it than perfect. Like, I wouldn't have changed a thing.
1: Wow man, that's that is so awesome. And now you're, you're still doing these through the winter too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah um, la- last year I, uh, I struggled to to do as many through the winter you know we had a, a crazy four months of snow. Or at least it fell that way. Not so much, you know, across the mainland and down at the lower reaches, you know, at sea level. But, you know, the mountains stayed with, you know, well over a metre of snow for the most part. Which, if, it, if it's fresh dustings that, you know, that keep coming along and make it pretty hard to bite through, powder is it's hard work. Even with my ice spike tyres, you know, like, they, they struggle with powder. You know, if I get a good freeze, you know, I can make light work of snow. But, uh like Andy and I done a recent trip there just was it maybe four or five weeks ago um, we'd previously done the height of summer we'd done an autumn trip and then we're like right okay well we've got those shots we've got the sun we've got the rain you know let's get the snow involved and to have Andy there with me and to capture what I can see you know watching the sunset over snowy mountains because snow just adds a whole other element even just visually you know, not even when it comes to riding, it just makes, obviously, these Monroe's compared to other mountain ranges in the world, are you know, they're just babies. But when they're snow-capped, you know, they bring on this, this whole other demeanour. You know, they look so much more menacing and, you know, and quite scary at times, and it just it adds to the grandeur of things. So, yeah, we brought Andy along, and <laughs> it was actually the day just kind of Kind of, things just kept going wrong, but it was always again like it was meant to be. I uh, I borrowed uh, a drone from from one of my friends, and we had this idea of getting involved in my truck a lot more. So we had it driving up towards the mountain. and I had these these images ingrained in my head that I needed to capture, and straight off the bat, 7 a.m. the the temperatures wouldn't allow the GoPro uh, the the drone to record I managed to get it flying okay and then the flight time was cut short by the cold so I was like right okay let's forget the drone you know we'll set off and then something else went wrong my, my GoPro froze the, the the cold just totally killed the battery it was minus was minus 16 centigrade with with the wind chill you know so everything you know we had icicles hanging off my beard and the GoPro was dead And but because of that and the fact that I wasn't under any pressure to get any footage usually I'd be rushing Andy on saying look I need to get down because as the light fades the stabilization on the GoPro sort of fails and you, you know you get a really grainy picture and it just doesn't pick things up well but because of this chain of events we'd ended up just saying well let's hang about at the summit for sunset and that's exactly what we've done and it, it was it was stunning and we got just some incredible pictures that just painted like a much stronger picture than any video could have done. So you know, it's just like the Lord works in mysterious ways sometimes.
1: How was the ride down after that?
0: Um, it was difficult because it was it was sort of between two and two and three foot of powder, and and a, a lot oh, of the hill gosh. wasn't <laughs> a lot of the hill wasn't like sort of steep enough gradient to get any momentum going. But, you know, like anything, you know, I I rode what I could and when I managed to get a decent gradient, I was having the time of my life. You know, I was just, I imagined I was bored and I was just cutting turns up wherever I could and I was just carving my own way
1: down the mountain. What an awesome adventure because it's so, and it's honestly, you know, it's cool to tackle something all at once like this, but you're getting to see it all you know, at different times of the year, and you get to plan these yeah. little micro adventures around each kind of cluster of them, and yeah. eventually, maybe not eventually, but every once in a while, involve other people, get all this good footage, and also yeah. live a totally normal life on the on the side. Like it's it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you put it like that, <laughs> when you put it like that, it's, you know, it's pretty awesome.
1: Man, a lot of a lot of people get to just. You know, look forward to something like that every every other week. And how how often do you try to get out?
0: Um, basically every every opportunity that I can. Um, like I said, me and my wife sort of are in a rota, um, where we'll do sort of two weeks on, uh, two weeks off, um, just so I can spend time with the family and so that she can work some weekends. And so, at, at the bare minimum, you know, I'll get out twice a month. Um, but if there's any sort of holidays or anything fall like over christmas there i had a couple of weeks off work and you know my wife had made it you know she'd rearranged her things at work so that there was one week that i could get out four times and you know t- just to have that like it, it gave me that sense of like like i felt like this was my full-time job and that was just you know it was a crazy feeling and it, it sort of opened my eyes to maybe what's possible in the future
1: and what and what would that be what are you, what are you looking at in the future
0: I, I want to make adventure mountain biking, you know, my life. You know, I'd, I'd love to, to give up my day job and, you know, go out on these, you know, micro-adventures, as you say, for two, three, four days at a time, you know, throw together an, an edit, loads of photos, write, you know, photo stories and blogs, release that, sort of have a, you know, a week off, do the next one um you know i want to I, you know I want to come across the state so i want to go to canada i want to go to the himalayas and uh, me and andy are speaking about scandinavia you know i've got i've got so many little cogs turning in my head about what's possible off the back of this um as it, you know it's just kind of hard to contain my excitement
1: yeah man how close are you to making that stuff a reality um I, well
0: at the moment um Andy and I's plan is to sort of create a, a media production company, you know through my, my contacts at the moment we've sort of, we've got a foot in the door with, with some companies that we could work with, we're promoting their gear um, throughout the world and you know, we're, we're speaking about our next, our, our, at least our first international being um, towards sort of Norway is what we're looking at um, but again, you know, I've got commitments to my sponsors that you know I, I don't want to get sidetracked really in any way and putting too much time and effort into into someone else until I can give them what I promised them so at the moment my my mind is that I'm going to stay UK based and get this project out of the way you know and then see if we could you know get a proper plan in place for for sort of venturing throughout the world <laughs>
1: you're just out there doing something, it's just better than better than not being out there doing something, you know. So as long as you keep going and finish this project, it it uh there's no telling what's gonna come up ahead. And and so, man, does this project feel long at times? Like, holy cow, I've got so many so many left to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's there's been so many times I do that and you know, even now, like I think, you know, I've worked out and I've only done Thirty-six percent of all the Monroes and you know, there's been some tough days, and there's been some really, really long days. There's been times where you know I've gone away for the entire weekend with a plan to take in nine Monroes and and the weather has just it, it's turned on me, and I came home with four. You know, and there's there's times like that where obviously I, like I get really bad where I'll, I'll build things up in my head, and when that plan gets taken away from me, even in everyday life, it has this really profound effect on me. You know, I sort of, I, I kind of get a wee bit huffy. You know, if if I, if I have a plan and that plan falls by the wayside for whatever reason, I, I don't take it great. So in days like that, you know, I just, I, I find it a hard pill to swallow. And then I feel guilty about myself, within myself. And then I feel bad that, you know, I've not got the content to put out for my, from my followers and for sponsors and it's, it's all just, you know, it's, I think there's, there's a lot more involved in this project than, than I allow myself to, to appreciate. But, you know, my wife certainly understands how much is involved. And
1: what do you feel guilty about?
0: Just, uh, I think I have a lot of, you know, timeframes and stuff that I try and keep in my head and I, I try and keep to, and then like when I can't meet them, I feel like I sort of like let myself down in a way, and let the side down. Um, but it's all just, you know, it's just like personal stuff, and just this this timeline that's in my head. And you know, the, it's not like there's any pressure from from any anywhere else. But any pressure in my life, I sort of bring on myself. I think it's just, you know, within my personality, um, my own worst enemy at times.
1: This episode is sponsored by aftershocks they are headphones with bone conducting technology so they rest in front of your ears not inside your ears like most headphones and the benefit is they keep your ears free I would have felt so much safer on my bike trips if I would have had these but you know I'm on the bike for 12 hours I'm not going to not listen to something so I did put myself at risk a lot and I would highly recommend something that allows you to keep your ears free And be able to listen to this show or music if you choose that. But come on, you want to listen to this show. They have a six-hour battery life, awesome audio quality, and you can get $50 off the Trex Air Adventure Bundle or the Trex Titanium Adventure Bundle at asp.aftershocks.com. And that is also in the show notes. And that is spelled A-F-T-E-R-S-H-O-K-Z. you know you you, well yeah it's probably uh it's probably the same skills that led you to do this project and get as far as you have in the first place probably turn against you sometimes and make you feel guilty and make you feel pressure that's not there and man i i'd never guessed looking at your your page like that you're behind schedule or anything to me it's just it's completely badass by itself you know (laughs) yeah
0: yeah well yeah you know you're not you're the first one to say that like there's a The amount of people, I'd say 90% of my followers still think that, you know, this is my full-time job, you know, and so I must be doing something right, so.
1: That tells me that's another confirmation how powerful and deceptive social media can be because, you know, it looks like it. looks like all you do is camp next to your truck that's uh (laughs) with them shark teeth on it (laughs) Uh, that is too funny man so so what you mentioned a few places earlier what are some of those dream destinations is it the himalayas canada and all that
0: yeah yeah you know I'd, i'd like to well you know it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly what i'd uh what i'd like to do because there's you know i can't think of anywhere else in the world where you can ride an entire mountain range, <laughs> you know. So, so I'm very, very lucky that that opportunity is in this country. But, you know, in sort of micro adventures, you know, there's things I'd like to do. Like, you know, I'd love to do just smaller things, like you know, Everest base camp, and, hmm. uh, you know, just well, you know, there's so many like routes in Nepal and stuff, and I'd like to go to Morocco. I'd like to go. To, you know, there's there's places in the Middle East that are so, you know, barely explored. You know, there's, there's just, there, there's probably 100, 100 places in every continent that I'd love to explore. So
1: I tell people it's uh, frustrating, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, and then it's, it's, tr- it's trying to pinpoint where you want to go first. Like, I'm just like a, a kid in a candy shop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's what I tell people out here. We live in Colorado and there's just, there's so much to do. You, you don't have time and you don't have the money to do it yeah. all. And yeah, it. you don't even have the body that can handle it all. It's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. like, well, what the hell is all this out here for if I can't do it all? But you just kind of got to be happy with what you get, I guess. Cause it's endless, which is great yeah. in a way yeah. it's endless. Well, ho- hopefully this project isn't endless for you and you get to the end one day. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'll definitely. I'll let you mark my words.
1: Man, so, so is that what your sponsors, you committed to your sponsors, that you do at all?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and and far beyond any of my sponsors or any of my followers, you know, this
1: this project
0: is entirely for me. You know, like, I would be... <laughs> I, you know, the other reason this all started is, you know, when I was younger, we would always... You know the family would go away camping, and it'd be hill walking. And you know even at four or five years old, I'd be walking down the hills, and I'd imagine that I was on my bike. You know I'd be holding these pretend handlebars and riding the way ride my way down. And as I got older, I was still doing the same thing. And you know I just I'd say to myself like oh you know I I wish I had my bike even if it was for 50 meters 100 meters of of riding you know like to me that that just seemed worth it so you know when I decided that I was going to do it you know I didn't have any following I I didn't even set up a page you know this was just I posted it on my my personal social media and it was actually you know a guy I know and he was like, like Sean I think people could really get into this like you know make 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 something of it you know, he actually pointed me into the sponsors. He's like, you know, why don't you reach out to the company and see if they'd be interested? And, you know, a couple of them just, just lapped it up. You know, they were just, and I wasn't expecting it at all. And it all just sort of, one thing led to another and it was all a bit of a whirlwind, you know, because I was doing this anyway, but now I've got some of the best brands in the world, you know, wanting to be a part of it. It's just, uh, It's just a really humbling experience.
1: That's fantastic. So sponsorship has helped you a lot with uh, gear and stuff and making it happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you know, I was obviously I was I was fairly abusing my bike. Um, I was you know breaking a lot of parts and going through a lot. Of, and uh, when when it started off, like I just reached out to a couple of com- companies about you know helping out with a bike I had, and they were like, "Oh no, yeah, yeah, like, I want to do that, but let's let's see if we can get you a full bike first of all." Um, so you know, so that was the first seed that was planted in my head, and <clears throat> like here I am with you know a stunning bike, well beyond my means, and well beyond what is financially possible for me uh, in my current situation. Um, I'm also I'm kitted out with with the best gear money can buy, you know, making me safe, keeping me warm, keeping me dry, um, you know, and just. You no know, i've got some like little lifestyle sponsors you know on board now that just generally make my life a bit easier you know even just like i've got a company on board that supplied me with a little portable uh power washer and you know even just just a little thing like that you know it, it really makes a big difference to my day you know and yeah. You know, just yeah the support has been it's been phenomenal it really has been great
1: just happy to hear that but it's it sounded like you got started first yeah. And then all the activity started to follow, as far as the the following and the uh, the sponsorships and stuff. But you you started the journey without any of that in mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that was never on the cards. This this being what it is now was you know it, it hadn't even entered my mind. Uh, I like I just said to myself, you know, I I want to bike all these mountains, and I started doing it, you know, and. <clears throat> then then companies came on board and you know now I've got a few thousand followers and you know may- maybe about four thousand followers combined across my social medias and to me that that's just that's insane you know like because I'm generally quite a private pl- person and I keep you know my private life private and to have complete strangers you know spotting like my truck out in the wild and you know. Posting images online, saying, "Oh, you know, I seen seen grizzlies truck and bumping into them in the hills, and you know, and then people speaking me on social media, tell me I'm I'm an inspiration. Like that's that's insane, you know. Like that that I'm my actions are inspiring people to want to get outside and and be active and and see these sights for themselves. You know, there's there's so much more to life than than looking at it." through a phone screen like and what i'm doing is making people want to go out there and see it for themselves and that's just you know that that's that's something that money can't buy
1: you're right that's priceless and that's that's what it's all about man if you can get out there if you being out there and posting pictures of it makes other people want to get that same feeling that you have out there man how can you ask for anything better in life you know yeah well, yeah, and your and your truck is really hard to miss.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it gets more attention than I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a, it's an awesome truck, man. I, I love it. I lo- it looks like a perfect companion for this.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, it's a bit of a money pit. Um, it's uh, it's always breaking on me. You know, there's always. I, I've got like I'm sitting in the garage at the moment, and I've got a small mountain of, of replacement parts ready to go on it. Um, but it's just that age-old thing of uh, loads of money and no time, or loads of time and no money. So just
1: got to do do it when I can do it. Looks like you need a truck sponsor.
0: <laughs> well, that's uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm working away at it. I'm trying my best to to get some help with this. You know, there's some some companies across in your neck of the woods that you know I've I've spoken with, and then you know opportunities come and go, and then there's radio silence and. You know, it's it's the one thing about sponsorship is you never really quite know where you are. You know, some some companies could be so into the idea, and then they could vanish off the space
1: of the space of the
0: earth.
1: <laughs> I wish you the best of luck as you continue and, and knock this journey out. And you've had so much fun in the first thirty-something percent, man. You, you're going to have, well, statistically speaking, about three times as much fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah about 70 64 percent uh, uh a lot of fun left so yeah it's it's good
1: oh man well congratulations thanks for staying up late and uh being on the show and just continue i hope you inspire your kids too you know what i mean i, yeah, I hope I'd... they get grow up and do something just as cool as what you're doing
0: yeah me too me too um yeah so you know thank you for the opportunity Again, even things like this, you know, speaking to somebody across the pond about my project is just—it's it's hugely humbling. So
1: crazy, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, where can people follow you? I want to ask you that before we get off.
0: Um, my Instagram and Facebook are my my two biggest outputs. Um, the Instagram is Grizzly underscore Monroe underscore Diaries, and again, the same for the Facebook. Just search for Grizzly Monroe Diaries. I've also got a YouTube, um, but I <laughs> I currently I do my whole project through my phone. Uh, I don't actually have any computer access, so once uh, I I capture all the footage on my GoPro, I do all the editing through my phone. I write the the three and four thousand word blogs through my phone. Um,
1: oh man, that's a lot of that's a lot of thumbs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I post everything online through my phone, so. You know, I've got YouTube, but it's, it, you know, sometimes falls behind. But again, that's just Grizzly Monroe Diaries. And if, you know, if people want to help support the stream and, you know, really make a difference, I've actually, I've got a Patreon account as well. Um, you know, a sort of subscription service to, you know, financially aid me in any way they can with different tiers of, you know, help from $1 to $5 a month. Uh, and that really, really does go a long way. Even, even helping cover fuel, which is, you know, I'm about four hundred pound a month just in the project, um, which is the equivalent of a one bedroom flat across here, um, so it's, you know, it's it's pretty expensive. So
1: yeah, absolutely, no, I I get it, man. Every bit helps. People don't realize just how much a dollar or two can help when everyone chips in, you know.
0: It's crazy. It really is crazy how far it goes. So yeah
1: congratulations on, on getting so far and we wish you the best of luck and we'll be following you and, and we're gonna do a interview once you finish too all right? yeah that
0: sounds great yeah absolutely
1: i'll be looking forward to it and hearing about all that fun you're about to have
0: <laughs> yeah me too mason thank you
1: sean thank you so much man for staying up late and uh best of luck keep up the good yeah, work thank you thank you for having me all right see you cheers bye bye First of all, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Uh, secondly, if you would like to get in touch, you can leave us a voicemail at 812-MAIL-POD. You can also send us an email, info at adventuresportspodcast.com. Get a hold of us on Facebook, Instagram. Contact us on the website. Like, There's just a thousand ways to do it. If you know somebody that would make a good guest for the show, whether they're, whether it's you or somebody you know with a really cool story or background or does an interesting sport get in touch we'd love to have them on also if you'd like to be a patron aka a supporter of the show patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast you can sign up for as little as a buck a month you can sign up for five bucks a month and lastly thank you to our sponsors whose messages follow right now Go to athleticbrewing.com and use the code ADVENTURE at checkout to save 15% off the best tasting and lowest calorie non-alcoholic beer you're ever going to try. Don't forget to save $50 off a headset bundle at asp.aftershocks.com. It's my new favorite way to listen to music and podcasts and stay safe while I run and ride my bike. After all this adventure talk, if you need to go to a place and buy some gear and talk to an expert, go to backpacktribe.com. They can help you choose the right gear and they have the expertise and know-how with each piece of equipment. Now get out there and do something crazy.